Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Word of God here. We study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we've done 35 books of the Bible. And uh, next week, hopefully, we shall complete the Old Testament and if you've not been able to listen to all the podcasts we've done straight from the book of Genesis, I ask you to please check out all podcast platforms like Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, you name it, and you'll be able to access those podcasts that we've done. And I believe the Lord shall speak to you because like we already said, there is no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows need. If you want God to speak to you, he'll come out and he will speak to you and he will reveal his word to you because his word is alive. Yeah. Today I may speak something concerning uh, the message that we are looking at. And the next day, there's a new message that can come from the same scripture. Same applies to you. You can study something. Yeah. You can hear something. And God will speak to you as well concerning that because his word is alive. In your given state, in the given circumstance that you have is where God comes out to speak to you. And uh, if you've not been able to listen, please check out all podcast platforms. You can also visit our website, BibleIndepth.com. Uh, there you will access more about this network. you find a 24-7 live stream of worship where you can go and have some quiet time and pray and uh, speak to God. You can also find children's publications. If uh, You'll find radio dramas. And I believe you'll be blessed when you visit that website. Now today, I want to handle our 36th book. That is the book of Zephaniah. And uh, it's also a short book we'll handle today. And he mostly deals with judgment on Judah. Yeah, That comes on to Judah. That's where Zephaniah mostly comes out to speak as a prophet. Yeah, and it starts by saying the word of the Lord which came to Zephaniah, son of Cushi, son of Gedaliah, son of Amaria, son of Hezekiah, in the days of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. It's quite evident that there are a number of prophets that God sent to the people of Israel. Yeah, doesn't matter whether they were in the part of Israel or the part of Judah. He sent numerous prophets for them to warn them to talk to them about what's coming, to tell them that because of the life you've lived, then comes judgment. Because of how you've handled yourself then, there's a repercussion for what you've done, for how you've lived. And it's key for us to know that there's always consequence for the life we live. There's always repercussion for the life we live. And when we live life thinking that uh, we are the bosses, we are the owners, we don't account to anybody about it. It's a lie because God always comes to give his judgment, to give his concern, to speak to us even in our lives. And it's key for me and you to know that when I'm living life, it's not just about me. Sometimes we live like it's all about you, like nobody else matters. But it's not just about me. And that is what he tries to portray to these people of Israel through the prophets that he sends that, guys, you need to listen to me. Because if you do not, then there's a repercussion for 
your disobedience. And now for Zephaniah, for him, he specifically comes speaking to Judah and says, I'll completely remove all things. This is a message of the Lord that comes to Zephaniah. God is saying, I'll completely remove all things from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will remove man and beast. I will remove the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea and the ruins along with the wicked. And I will cut off man from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. So I will stretch out my hand against Judah, against all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And I will cut off the remnant of Baal from this place and the names of those adulterous priests along with the priests. And he says, and those who bow down on the housetops to the host of heaven, and those who bow down and swear to the Lord, and yet swear to Milcom, and those who have turned back from following the Lord. He says, even those who have not sought the Lord and inquired of him. God says, I'm going to remove all those from Judah. And he has the authority to do that. Yeah? Because for the things which they do that he's not pleased with, how does he respond? Elimination. When God is not pleased, he eliminates. When something does not give honor to him, he eliminates. Yeah? He clears it out because he has the power to get others to do that. Sometimes we think that uh, we are the only ones that exist. If it is not for me, this will not happen. If it is not for me, this ministry will not go far. No. God can get other people. He can eliminate and replace because that's what he does. Now he tells them, I will eliminate man. I will eliminate beasts, the birds, the fish. He's practically saying, I can make this place so desolate that people can come and say, has there ever been life in this place? And that we saw of that place because it was totally crushed. Yeah, And now, he has warned them. Even the priests don't give honor to God anymore. Yeah, People are not considering God anymore. They are not listening to God. They are not seeking God. Yeah, They are swearing by Milcom. Here, Milcom, that is talked about here, um, when you read in 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 5, we are told about this Milcom here says, For Solomon went after Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. So, Milcom was a god of the Ammonites, whom Solomon ended up worshipping. Reason, women. The women that Solomon had, so many in number, were not all Israelites. No. Some came from other nations. And when they came, they carried their gods with them. And when they carried their gods with them, Solomon was then made to worship those gods. And among them is this Milcom. And you remember that the split or the division of the kingdom of Israel into two for the north and the south came because of this disobedience of Solomon. That he started to worship other gods. And God said, I will split your kingdom. And he gave the north to Jeroboam and left uh, the south to Solomon. Now, that is one of them that introduced or brought to be worshipped in Israel or Judah by the past king Solomon still exists to this day of Zephaniah. And he is being worshipped in this place. Yeah, A god of the Ammonites. And those people did not turn back to follow the Lord. They kept worshipping. They kept doing that which does not honor God. And God was not happy about that. Yeah, And he says, be silent before the Lord God. 
For the day of the Lord is near. For the Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has consecrated his guests. Then it will come about on the day of the Lord's sacrifice that I will punish the princes, the king's sons, and all who clothe themselves with foreign garments. And I will punish on that day all who leap on the temple threshold, who fill the house of their Lord with violence and deceit. He's warning that on that day of judgment, people that are not living a righteous life, people that are living a pretentious life, because, for example, these that are being talked about here, who go in the house of the Lord, and instead of worshiping God, instead of honoring God, instead of living that life that equals that which they believe, they instead carry out violence. They carry out deceit. We lie in, in church, in the middle of church, and we are lying. We're speaking wrong about others. We are killing violence. That happens, Jesus says, I'll come and punish those people on that day when I come. And he says it doesn't matter whether you are the prince, whether you're the child of the prince, whether you're a child of the king, whether it doesn't matter what role. Judgment does not have positions. That for me, I am the most wealthy, so I will not be touched. No. The wealthy, the poor will be judged. It doesn't matter what rank you occupy in a nation. Whether you're the king or the pauper, you will be judged. And this God speaks about. And he says on that day, declares the Lord, there will be the sound of a cry from the fish gate, a wail from the second quarter, and a loud crash from the hills, wail, O inhabitants of mortar, for all the people of Canaan will be silenced. All who weigh out silver will be cut off. It will become about at that time that I will search Jerusalem with lamps and I will punish the men who are stagnant in spirit, yeah, who say in their hearts the Lord will not do good or evil. Do you know that there are people who believe in such a man? Their stance on God is unclear. They don't believe that he will do good. They don't believe he will do evil. They are just stagnant. They are going nowhere. Where When you ask about the, that which they believed, they do not speak of it anymore. They do not have any news. They do not have any contact. Yeah. The, moreover, their wealth will become plunder and their houses desolate. This happened. We see. He's speaking it here. But it came to happen. When the captor came, there was desolation that happens. Yes, they'll build houses but not inhabit them. And plant vineyards but not drink their wine. Near is a great day of the Lord. Near and coming very quickly. Listen, the day of the Lord. This day is spoken of a lot by these prophets. And it is coming. And it will be seen, yeah, in the warrior, in it the warrior cries out bitterly. A day of wrath is that day, a day of trouble and distress. Yeah, this describes that day. A day of destruction and desolation. A day of darkness and gloom. A day of clouds and thick darkness. A day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities. And the high corners... In the high corner towers, I'll bring distress on men so that they will walk like the blind because they have sinned against the Lord. The reason for the distress is sin against God. The reason for the suffering is sin against God. The reason that they do not receive the peace is because of the sin against God. When we live a sinful life, when we live a life that does not honor God, we will be distressed. 
we will always walk like the blind. We will not have the joy that comes with the salvation. The moment that we walk a life that does not honor God, then we invite distress. And there, here, Zephaniah is clearly speaking it out to them. And he says, And their flesh, like dung, neither their silver nor their gold will be able to deliver them. This we've talked about, that your wealth shall not deliver you on that day of judgment. Your wealth shall not come to your rescue on that day of the Lord. Yeah, On the day of the Lord's wrath, and all the earth will be devoured in the fire of his jealousy. For he will not make a complete end indeed for he will make a complete end indeed a terrifying one of all the inhabitants of the earth. This day is spoken of here, and they speak of a fire that will come, and their visions, their dreams of that day that come and exist personally have had them as well, of that which will, will come and consume at the end of the world. Yeah, at that end. On approaching the day of the Lord. And here he speaks about them and says that fire will come and it will devour everything. Here it's being spoken of all the earth will be devoured. Not just a section. Yeah. All the earth. And we will have to be ready. You need to be ready on that day. So that you stand and you are not among those that are being spoken of here that are sinful and are going to face this judgment. And he says, gather yourselves together. Yes, gather, all nation, without shame. Before the decree takes effect, the day passes like the chaff. Before the burning anger of the Lord comes upon you. Before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you, seek the Lord. All you humble of the earth who have carried out his ordinances, seek righteousness, seek humility. There is a warning here. Because on that day of the Lord, there are two positions you can occupy. One can be the one that favors you before God. And the other can be one that exposes you to judgment. So, in which position are you lying? Are you in the position that will favor? Because those in the position that favors are those who walk with the Lord, are those who have done according to the command of God, are those who treasure righteousness, seek humility. Yeah, Perhaps you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. Yeah, He says, perhaps those, you'll be safe. Yeah, and for Gaza, you'll be abandoned. Now, this is to all other nations because this judgment does not go to Judah only. No, that day of the Lord, all nations, doesn't matter whether they have a statue now that they worship and they don't worship the Almighty God. Doesn't matter whether they face a certain direction and worship that way. No, all nations shall have to to, to go before the Lord on that day. Ashdod will be driven out at noon. Ekron will be uprooted. Woe to the inhabitants of the seacoast, the nation of the Cherethites. The word of the Lord is against you, O Canaan, land of the Philistines, and I will destroy you so that there will be no inhabitant. So the seacoast will be pastures with caves for shepherds and folds for flocks, and the coast will be for the remnant of the house of Judah. They will pasture it in the houses of Ashkelon. They will lie down at evening, for the Lord their God will care for them and restore their fortune. Yeah? When you read and study about that which is to come, there is hope for the people of God. There is hope for those who walk with the Lord. It will not faint. It will not fail. They will stand and they will not be, we've read it numerous times, they will live in peace. We read last time that there won't be even people planning for wars in that time. 
but it's for those who will have walked with God, those who have taken their time to give their life. And I have heard the taunting of Moab, the revelings of the sons of Ammon, with which they have taunted my people. This was always a problem to uh, the Israelites. Yet, actually, these were children of Lot. They were um, descendants. Yeah, They came from Lot, the Moabites, the Ammonites, but still they taunted their brother. Yeah? And became arrogant against their territory. Therefore, as I live, declares the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, surely Moab will be like Sodom. Remember how Sodom was destroyed with fire and brimstones coming down from heaven. He says that's how Moab will be. And the sons of Ammon like Gomorrah. Yeah? He looks like whatever they ran from or they were saved from by God, then through Lot, they will eventually face that. Because the Moabites, the Ammonites, are descendants of Lot. And now they are saying they will be like Sodom and Gomorrah. It's like where they came from. After they were saved from that, they did not transform. They did not change. So they will go through the same. When God saves you from something and you fail to change your life to be fashioned like that which he demands of you, then the consequence that you survived last time by his grace you face. God, for us and the sin and the life we live is deserving of death. He's deserving of punishment. But God is gracious enough and says, I'll forgive you. But if we continue to sin, then we expose ourselves to that initial punishment that is supposed to be faced by all who do not walk by the Lord. That's the same thing here for Moab and Ammon. They survive the brimstone and fire that fell on Sodom and Gomorrah. But their descendants will go out and live life that does not honor God and eventually they will become like that which they run from. They become, you, you become that which you escaped from because of disobedience. You, God saved you from the world and you reach in his confines and you take his grace for granted. But then if he saved you from the punishment of the world and you don't walk by him, what happens next? Now you face that punishment. Same thing that happens to these Moabites and and Ammonites, because they eventually become like Sodom and Gomorrah, where they ran from. And place possessed, a place possessed by nettles and salt pits and a perpetual desolation. The remnant of my people will plunder them. The remainder of my nation will inherit them. This they will have in return for the pride, their pride, because they have taunted and become arrogant against the people of the Lord of hosts. The Lord will be terrifying to them, for he will starve all the gods of the earth. And all the coastlands of the nations will bow down to him, everyone from his own place. You also, O Ethiopians, will be slain by the sword. And he will stretch out his hand against the north. Now he's talking to all nations. And destroy Assyria, once a superpower. And he will make Nineveh desolation. Nineveh was the capital of Assyria. Past like the wilderness, flocks will lie down in Hamidist, all beasts which range in herds, both the pelican and the hedge dog will lodge in the top of her pillars. It is now a place that's occupied by beasts. Yeah? And it says, birds will sing in the window. Desolation will be on the threshold. For he has laid bare the cedar work. This is the exultant city which dwells securely. Which says in her heart, I am and there is no one beside me. How she has become a desolation, a resting place for beasts. A once mighty city 
Nineveh. Once a place that they always exalted, now it's beasts that live there. In the house of the king, that is where birds lay their eggs. In a place, wherever it is, that people thought this is the greatest of cities. When they enter now, they find beasts. Why? Every person who passes by will hiss and wave his hand in contempt. They say, what happened to this mighty nation of Assyria? What happened to these mighty nations of the earth? It's the reason. When there is might that comes our way, we forget God. When God has raised you, you do not forget him. Because eventually when you forget God, what comes next is destruction. That is judgment. Shall look at the final chapter of this book of Zephaniah. It says, Woe to her who is rebellious and defiled. The tyrannical city. She heeded no voice. She accepted no instruction. She did not trust in the Lord. She did not draw near to her God. Her princes within her are roaring lions. Her judges are wolves at evening. They leave nothing for the morning. Her prophets are reckless, treacherous men. Prophets should be representing God. But instead, they've become reckless, treacherous men. We as leaders are supposed to represent God. But instead, we are the opposite. And that's the nature of the nations that are being talked about here. That you should be the people who consider the Lord Almighty. But now, you've become treacherous. Yeah? you become reckless. Her priests have profaned the sanctuary in the place where they should be worshipped for God. It's profanity. In the center of the church today, you find profanity. And God looks down and says, ah, they will be judged. They have done violence to the Lord. The Lord is righteous within her. He will do no injustice. Every morning he brings his justice to light. He does not fall. But the unjust knows no shame. I'll cut off nations. That's what God is saying. Their corner towers are in ruins. I have made their streets desolate. With no one passing by, their cities are laid west. Without a man, without an inhabitant, I said, surely you will revere me. Accept instruction. God is just saying, accept instruction. Accept what I'm telling you. Accept the word of God. Accept what is written in your Bible. Live that life. Accept. Obey and live like that and avoid judgment. That's what God is telling us today. Accept the word. There's so many books that have been written. But the Bible is an instruction manual for us as believers. And we just need to accept what is written to us so that we survive judgment. So he says, accept instruction so her dwelling will not be cut off. People who wait instruction are cut off. People who don't listen to instruction are cut off. People who don't listen to the word of God are cut off. People who don't obey the instruction of God written to us in scripture are cut off. And I don't want to be part of that. I believe you also don't want to be part of that. We are people who are supposed to obey that which has been written for us. We don't create our own manuals. No. We live for God. We stand for God. We do that which honors God. We respect that which God tells us to do. And he says, according to all that I have appointed concerning her, but they are eager to corrupt all their deeds. They don't want to listen to instruction. They just want to corrupt. They make it a habit to mess it up. 
Therefore, wait for me, declares the Lord, for the day when I rise up as a witness. Indeed, my decision is to gather nations, to assemble kingdoms, to pour out on them my indignation, all my burning anger, for all the earth will be devoured by the fire of my zeal, for then I will give to the people's purified lips, that all of them may call on the name of the Lord, to serve him shoulder to shoulder. From beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, my worshippers, my dispersed ones, will bring my offerings. In that day you will feel no shame because all your deeds, because of all your deeds, yeah, by which you have rebelled against me, for then I will remove from your midst your proud, exalting ones, and you will never again be haughty on my holy mountain. He's promising to them that I will sort this out. The day shall come where those who will stand before me, the honorable ones, the righteous ones, will be pure. And that's a promise he makes. But I will leave among you a humble and lowly people. And they will take refuge in the name of the Lord. The remnant of Israel will do no wrong and tell no lies. Nor will the deceitful tongue be found in their mouths. For they will feed and lie down with no one to make them tremble. Shout for joy, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away his judgments against you. He has cleared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You fear disaster no more. In that day it will be said to Jerusalem, Do not be afraid, O Zion. Do not let your hands fall limp. The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exult over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. I will gather those who grieve about, about the appointed feasts. They came from you, O Zion. The reproach of exile is a burden on them. Behold, I'm going to deal at that time with all your oppressors. He's telling them, for those that have oppressed you, they shall oppress you no more. For those that have tortured you, they shall torture you no more. Because God looks down on his people and he has compassion on them. God looks down to you. I don't know whatever you're going through, but God looks down on you and has compassion on you. And those that have been oppressing you, God will deal with it. The situation that you've been going through that looks helpless and hopeless, God shall deal with it. And he says, I will save the lamb. I will gather the outcasts. I will turn their shame into praise and renown. In all the earth, at that time, I will bring you in. Even at the time when I gather you together, indeed, I will give you renown and praise among all the peoples of the earth. When I restore your fortunes before your eyes, declares the Lord. God is telling his people, doesn't matter what you've gone through. I'll consider you. I'll look into your issue. And God is telling you today as well, you who's listening to me. He's telling you, he'll consider you. He will look to your issue. Doesn't matter how bad it seems. Doesn't matter how hopeless you are. When God comes out to save, to deliver, he comes out and he does so. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for revelation. We thank you for speaking to us. And we pray and ask you to help us work with you. Help us prepare for that day that we may not be found wanting. Help us, Lord, to accept instruction, to listen to instruction, and to do that which honors you. Dear Father, we exalt you. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.